0: What's happening, everybody? On today's show, we're going to go around the conference as quarterback battles around the SEC heating up, including an Ole Miss. Georgia adds Stetson Bennett, 2.0 at quarterback. And Wyvol's quarterback, Hendon Hooker, is getting even better. 24-7 sports, they predict a breakout player for each school in the SEC. We'll run through some of those names and who could be set for big production in 2022. And Buzz Williams and AM basketball, their magical run through the NIT comes to an end. Can South Carolina women get it done tonight? Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. Great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on SEC, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handle. What a catch. Around the conference. And we start over at Ole Miss as Jackson Dart, quarterback, over at Ole Miss, transferring in from USC. A lot of people expect him to be the Rebels' week one starter. Luke Altmeyer also competing for the job. On Thursday, Dart spoke with the media for the first time, talked about his relationship with Altmaier, saying they're friends. He said, look, Luke's a great kid. I remember one of my first days coming in, we were throwing in the indoor facility with some of the receivers, and he was the first guy to come over and shake my hand. He's a great kid, and I can tell he was raised very well. We are friends. He said, look, I'm in the same position I was in when I first got to USC. We obviously have the same goals in mind. It's competition. It breeds the best out of both of us. It's going to push us and help us become better players. Certainly going to be a good quarterback competition to watch at Ole Miss. But, of course, a lot of people think Jackson Dart has the upper hand there. Over at Florida, Billy Napier. Some unfortunate news about a Florida tight end, Gage Wilcox, who is a 2021 signee, apparently suffered a career-ending injury. Napier made the announcement at his press conference Thursday, did not detail the injury, said, look, he's injured. It's going to be season or really career-ending for him. Very unfortunate for Gage, but certainly while he was here for us, he did a fantastic job. It is tough. He was a four-star prospect in 2021 out of the Tampa area. Uh, In addition to Wilcox, the Gators have been without two other scholarship tight ends. Redshirt freshman Nick Elksness, he's out with a broken scapula, and sophomore Jonathan Odom out with a torn labrum. So it's been a lot of banged upness at the tight end spot. But uh, with those injuries, Billy Napier's staff moving a couple defensive players to the the position. He praised redshirt senior Dante Zanders, who spent the last two seasons playing D-line he has moved back to tight end. April also told reporters Griffin McDowell, a redshirt senior, former offensive lineman turned D lineman, and a long snapper uh, that he caught passes in Thursday's practice. So they're just looking for warm bodies at this point to play tight end. Meanwhile, over at uh, Georgia, of course, JT Daniels in the transfer portal. He has officially set a visit to West Virginia for the week of April 9th. This will be his third official visit of the spring. JT Daniels has already been to Missouri and Oregon State. He will decide the next few weeks where he will go. But uh, some people at Missouri thought JT Daniels could end up there. Some thought Oregon State. Now I'm sure West Virginia fans are optimistic he'll end up there. But JT Daniels certainly taking his time to decide where he will end up next after coming from USC and to Georgia, now on his way elsewhere. Speaking of Georgia, former offensive lineman Owen Condon found his new home. After four seasons at Georgia, he announced he is continuing his football career over at SMU. This past season he contributed, appearing in 14 of the 15 games as a reserve offensive lineman. See if he can end up uh, over at SMU and starting there. Stetson Bennett walked on at Georgia back in 2017. Of course, we know how this one has played out. Won the national championship last year, coming back for one more year to do it again. And on Thursday, his brother, Luke Henry Bennett, announced on Twitter he is joining the program as a preferred walk-on. Stetson back at Georgia for this season. He will get to work with his little brother for one more year out of his eligibility. See, maybe down the road, Luke Henry Bennett can follow in the footsteps of Stetson and lead LSU or uh, Georgia to a championship one day over at tennessee their quarterbacks coach jerry uh sorry joey halsley he has a second year to work with hendon hooker hooker being thrown around as a heisman dark horse in some circles and has plenty of talent on wednesday halsley halsley explained where hooker has improved this offseason noting his ability to make second third reads on plays understanding defenses better of course Hooker threw for almost 3,000 yards, 31 touchdowns last year with just three interceptions. Halsley thinks he can get even better, and if Hooker does get better, keeping those interceptions low, and Tennessee is going to find themselves in a really good spot in year two under Josh Heupel. So, if you're a Vols fan, something to get excited about. Of course, Hooker's got the running ability as well—620 yards, five TDs as a runner last year. Uh, he is. Great dual threat, could do it all. Some news over at Vanderbilt. Ethan Crisp, a three-star linebacker out of the Nashville area. He announced his commitment to Vanderbilt. Clark Lee's Vanderbilt program offered him back in April of last year. He had 17 more offers, including Auburn, Florida, Kentucky, Missouri, Ole Miss, Tennessee. He's six foot three, 205 pounds. He's the number 19 prospect out of Tennessee. Number 45 linebacker in the class of 2023. He will be going to Vanderbilt. In SEC hoops news, Xavier's Jack Nunge banked in a hook shot in the lane with three seconds left last night to give Xavier a 73-72 win over Texas A&M in the NIT championship game. It was an exciting win in Madison Square Garden. Quentin Jackson led the Aggies with 23 points and six rebounds in a game that had 10 ties and 17 lead changes. Jackson hit two clutch free throws with under a minute to go to give the Aggies the lead, but Xavier took it back with three seconds to go. And uh, Tyrese Radford took a shot as time expired that did not fall. And so the Aggies applaud them for a job well done this year after they narrowly missed the NCAA tournament. Texas A&M became one of the hottest teams in the country after losing eight straight That took them into the first week of February. They went on to win 12 of 14, losing the SEC championship game and then falling last night in the NIT championship. But Buzz Williams, certainly a great run for the Aggies. They should be applauded. Now, uh, that is it for men's basketball in the SEC this year. As The Final Four will be this weekend. No SEC teams in that. But on the women's side of things, South Carolina, you are our only hope. The South Carolina women's basketball team, Dawn Staley, they will play tonight in the Final Four. They will take on Louisville, 6 p.m. Central, 7 Eastern on ESPN. If they win tonight, they'll take on the winner of UConn-Stanford. Also, yesterday was announced Aliyah Boston from the Gamecocks. She was named the Associated Press Women's Basketball Player of the Year, so congrats to her. Some other SEC Hoops news, Johan Treori. he is going to Auburn. He's a big five-star talent that had originally committed to LSU, and then, of course, Will Wade was fired at LSU, so he reopened his uh, commitment, and he is listed at 6'10", 225 pounds, five-star player, top player in the state of Arizona, number four center in the country. In addition to Auburn and LSU, he had offers from 17 other schools, His composite score will make him the second highest rated commitment in the history of Auburn basketball behind Jabari Smith. So, congrats to Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers. Speaking of LSU, their guys continue to hit the transfer portal. Yesterday, Efton Reed, who was a five-star player in the class of 2021, as well as sophomore guard Eric Gaines. Both of those guys hit the portal. So, that's now nine players from LSU to enter the transfer portal so far this offseason. They did get some good news, though. A new head coach, Matt McMahon, yesterday, one of his commitments to Murray State, Cornelius Williams, he flipped his commitment to LSU and said, I am uh, blessed to say I've committed to LSU to continue my academic and basketball career. He backed off his pledge for Murray State, and now he'll be heading to LSU. So some good news there. Meanwhile, Trevon Brazil, he was a... Uh, Former Missouri player, he announced yesterday he is heading to Arkansas. He will join Eric Musselman's crew. He was one of a handful of players to enter the portal from Missouri, appeared in 25 games this past year, scored a season-high 15 points and eight rebounds in their season finale in the SEC tournament against LSU. But Brazil was drawn interest from Kentucky, Illinois, Oklahoma, among others, and he is going to Arkansas. And there you have it. That is the latest News around the conference. Thank you guys again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we are going to talk about 24/7's article predicting breakout players in the SEC next year. That is coming up right after we remind you guys about Built Bar. Of course, a lot of you have given up on your. New Year's resolutions, and a lot of you not eating healthy. And there is a great alternative to some of the junk food that you're eating in the uh, afternoons at work or at night, whatever. Built bars—they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, real chocolate, but they're low in calorie, high in protein. Replace your candy bars with these; they are better. Typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com. You will see all of the stats on their macros chart. Most built parts contain 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs, 17 grams of protein packed in there, and tons of delicious flavors, from the mint brownie to the coconut almond. Go check them out right now, built.com. There's something for everybody. When you find something you like, use our promo code LOCK15. That's going to get you 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off over at built.com. All along here Locked On SEC. Thank you guys again for making us your first listen every day. And reading a lot of the off-season articles as they come out. ESPN's putting out a lot of content. 24-7 Sports doing a good job as well. I want to give a tip to uh, Brad Crawford. He's been putting out some good content this off-season. And earlier this week, 24-7 Sports, they put out their top 25, and we discussed that. Then Brad Crawford put out... SEC football predicting every team's breakout player for the 2022 season. I just figured we would run through some of these and decide for ourselves if we think this is a good pick for a breakout player for each team. Again, predicting breakout players, especially in March, April. A little tough sometimes because you don't really know what to expect, especially from some newcomers. But let's dive into it and let you know what Brad had to say about some of his picks. We'll start at Vanderbilt. He lists Mike Wright, the quarterback. Now, look, there's no clear-cut starter yet for the Commodores. You got uh, uh, Mike Wright. Of course, Ken Seals is on his way out. Uh, or Ken Seals is there as well. So we don't know who's going to win the job. They could split snaps early on. But uh, they alternated at quarterback to begin Vanderbilt scrimmage last weekend. Made some nice throws. Of course, Ken Seals, former friend of the show, joined us on the podcast a few weeks ago. But he says essentially Vanderbilt's coaching staff has seen what Ken Seals can do already with the lion's share of reps. Now it might be time to see what Mike Wright can do as kind of the majority-time starter. So Mike Wright, his pick as a potential breakout player in the SEC this year for Vanderbilt. For Mississippi State, look, kind of a boring pick, but (laughs) kicker, Massimo Biscardi. He said, you have not heard this name yet, but you will this season. He was signed out of the transfer portal from Coastal Carolina looking to help solve Mississippi State's kicking woes from last season where the Bulldogs lost three games by three points or fewer. A good kicker can solve all those problems. Piscardi made 46 of 57 field goal attempts during his tenure with the Chanticleers. So, look, not the sexiest signing, but one that Mike Leach needs, especially if Will Rogers is going to be putting up a lot of yardage and touchdowns cannot be losing games because you don't have reliable field goal kicking. Next up at Ole Miss, he's got Zach Evans, the running back, says the Rebels will feature several new faces on offense this year with Lane Kiffin hitting up that transfer portal. And one of them, the TCU transfer running back, very anxious to get on the field. Two seasons at TCU, Zach Evans had more than 1,200 yards of total offense, scored 10 touchdowns. And now he gets to work with potentially quarterback Jackson Dart coming from USC. Ole Miss does replace its top three leading rushers with a couple of transfers. And Evans seems to be the most notable. Over at Missouri, big time true freshman coming in. And Luther Burden, you know, he was making plays left and right. in Missouri's spring practices and then made a nice catch in the spring game. Picking up, a true freshman as a breakout player brings some hesita- hesitancy, but not when you are a five-star who is already showing incredible prowess at the position among multi-year veterans. Burden will not solve Mizzou's issues on offense overnight, but his playmaking ability will be vital for the Tigers to improve overall this year with Eli Drinkwitz. Burden has been the big man on campus since day one as an early enrollee, and he will be one of the SEC's top first-year players this fall. So Luther Burden circle that name when you're watching Mizzou this fall. Next up, over at South Carolina, another transfer running back coming in, Christian Beal Smith. Crawford said there's a reason South Carolina's coaching staff is openly excited about the Gamecocks running game this season. Despite losing their top rushers and Kevin Harris and Saquandre Wright, you got Marshawn Lloyd, Juju McDowell back along with Christian Beal Smith who's a transfer from Wake Forest. Went over 600 yards in each of his last two seasons, was a major contributor in 2021 as a featured threat and one of the more prolific offenses for Wake Forest last year. So Christian Beale-Smith, a name to keep an eye on. But look, if Saquandran White is doing his thing, he may not let anybody else, or or, or rather Marshawn Lloyd, if he's doing his thing, he may not let anybody else take over that running back spot. So we will see. But uh, another name to keep an eye on as a breakout player for the Gamecocks. Meanwhile, over at Auburn, hey, let's Jalen Simpson. We know this name. Defensive back for Auburn. He said one of the most impressive athletes on the team. Simpson was a steady cover corner for the Tigers last year while Roger McCreary got all of the praise. But Simpson will now have an opportunity to be the number one option at DB for Auburn this fall and is a physical player unafraid of contact with more confidence and snaps Simpson is going to flourish. So, again, not a surprise name, but a name that can certainly become one of the premier names in the SEC this year if he lives up to the hype. Next up, he's got the Kentucky Wildcats. Trevon Ripka, the the D-lineman, as a redshirt freshman last season. He was the replacement for defensive end Josh Paschal in Kentucky's Citrus Bowl win over Iowa. And he made an impact: four tackles, including a critical tackle for a loss late in the game. He's six foot four, 310 pounds, former four-star signee. Set to see extensive time played and an extensive role this season on a defensive front, replacing some key contributors. So keep an eye on him. Thanks again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll run through the other seven names that could be potential breakout players in the SEC in 2022. But, of course, with the big games happening this weekend in college basketball, no better place to get all the information you need uh, with the Final Four determining this year's national champion this weekend. It is BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. For all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it, Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And of course, not just basketball, Bet Online is your continued number one source for all your sports wagering informational needs, including live betting, even your favorite Vegas casino games. They got it all up there for you. Head to their website today. Use your mobile device, learn about all the trends and action that you need. It is betonline.net. Go ahead and bookmark it on your phone because it's definitely a site you need to be visiting every day. We've got the Masters coming up, tons of stuff that you're going to need information on. Head on over there. BetOnline is where the game starts. <laughs> you on here Locked On SEC, and let's jump right back into it with our uh, rest of our potential breakout players. Brad Crawford from 24-7 Sports, Give you some names to keep an eye on across the SEC, guys who could be poised for breakout years in 2022. And next up, he has got the Arkansas Razorbacks, and it is Tron Jackson Jr. Of course, Jaden Hazelwood, the Oklahoma transfer coming in. He's garnering a lot of the attention, but how about Jackson? Look, they're losing Traylon Burks. Jackson has an opportunity to emerge as a go-to threat for KJ Jefferson this year. His the program's highest-rated signee in the 2021 class. Struggled to see the field a lot as a first-year player. Five catches, 97 yards, and a touchdown last season. But expect those numbers to substantially grow as he grows with K.J. Jefferson in the passing game. Hazelwood will draw the number one DBs most of the time, but Jackson Jr., big opportunity this season to be a breakout player for Arkansas. Over at Florida, this is kind of obvious, but Anthony Richardson at quarterback. Crawford says, kind of feels like cheating considering Richardson's flashes of stardom we saw last year, but with Emory Jones on his way out, you got Ohio State transfer Jack Miller coming in. But this is Richardson's offense. Look, he has looked the sharpest among Florida options so far this spring. Completed 38 of 64 passes for almost 600 yards and seven touchdowns as a redshirt freshman last year. But most notable, it's what he does on the ground. I mean, 400 yards rushing, three touchdowns in just eight games. And Anthony Richardson, a chance to be the breakout player and the next star quarterback at Florida. It's been a while since they've had that. What, Tim Tebow? Been a while, but we will see Anthony Richardson, if he can break out this year in the SEC as a star player. Over at Texas A&M, Shamar Turner, former five-star and big signee of Texas A&M's 2021 signing class. handle? Can he handle that pivotal role along the Aggies, often rotating defensive front? And can he put on a show with all the talent that's going to be surrounding him? In seven games as a freshman, Turner managed 14 total tackles, two tackles for a loss, one and a half sacks. Appeared to get comfortable once they got into SEC play and the season went along. If Shamar Turner is impactful this fall at the level at which he's capable, Texas A&M's defense going to be one of the best in the nation. Next up, Texas or Tennessee, the Volunteers. Potential breakout player for them, wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. He's a South Carolina native. Was not the featured target many assumed he would be last year, but that changes this fall with Javante Payton and Valus Jones. No longer there. And the Josh Heupel explosive offense, always looking for weapons. Jalen Hyatt could be that guy. Hennon Hooker is going to be looking for big play help on the outside. That is what Hyatt can provide. He's a player with enough talent to average 14 yards per catch or so with enough targets down the field in the passing game. I like that pick. I think Jalen Hyatt's going to have a monster year for the Vols. Another name, not a new name. We know this guy, but B.J. Ogilari at LSU. Early reports from spring practice say that Ogilari has looked the part up front. He led the team in sacks and quarterback pressures last fall's sophomores. Arguably the most athletic player left on the defense. A lot of guys heading off to the NFL. With Ali Gay coming back from injury, Ojulari should get a lot of one-on-one opportunities as an edge rusher. Could create some matchup nightmares, and he is a guy who, look, could frankly lead the SEC in sacks next year if he gets every opportunity and lives up to the hype. So, B.J. ojalari a good player, but can he break out and be a star player next year in the SEC? Over at Georgia, their breakout player, Smell Munden, the linebacker, George's personnel losses at linebacker, very significant. your recruit as well as Kirby Smart. It is next man up. And you could pick just about any player on their defense that could be set up for a breakout year. But Munden has extreme upside. Looks the part. 6'3", 220 pounds. Spin has been out for spring practice with an injury, so a little bit of a learning curve catching up a little bit. But others... Have a little bit of a leg up on the inside linebacker spot. Tresman Marshall, Jamin Dumas-Johnson, Ryan Davis, but Munden is a guy to keep an eye on who could certainly have a breakout year and be the next big name we're talking about on that Georgia defense. And lastly, over at Alabama, how about you Corey Brooks? The sophomore, out for spring practice, with 15 catches for 192 yards, two touchdowns last year. His game-tying 28-yard touchdown grab in the Iron Bowl helped the Tide keep their season rolling onto the college football playoff. John Mech- Mechie predicted Brooks would be a well-known player in the SEC, and he's going to have a shot to earn that opportunity here. Alongside Georgia transfer Jermaine Burton, Jai Hall, Jojo Earl, Sean Holden. It's a loaded wide receiver room but, man, they are looking for some of these unprovens to be proven. If you remember the national championship game, a lot of drops. Ja'Cory Brooks was one of those. Can he be that next steady hand there to replace James Williams and John Mechie? I mean, look, you got a Heisman Trophy winner, a quarterback, throwing you the football. Just catch it. Right, is i going to make it easy for you. But Ja'Cory Brooks, a name to watch that could certainly be a breakout player for Alabama. Let's be real. It's not that hard to be a breakout player now. <laughs> Come in with some talent. Do what you got to do. Learn your playbook. Listen to what the coaches tell you. You'll be fine. Get drafted very high. That is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen. Check out the Locked on NFL Draft podcast with Ryan Tracy and Eric Crocker. Bringing the NFL Draft to life with insight analysis on all the college football prospects at NFL front offices, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Again, my thanks to uh, Brad Crawford, 24-7 Sports, giving him credit. Go read the whole article at 247sports.com on some of the potential breakout stars in the SEC for 2022. Great stuff from him. That is going to do it for me, Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys on Monday out right here on Locked on SEC. You guys have a great weekend, everybody.